Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. everyone, welcome to a special edition of the Undead Walking Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and it is Saturday, it's September 4th, and um, so I have to apologize. I was going to have this episode done a little bit earlier this week, and um, I'm really excited about it because I have an interview with uh, Lori Fortier, and she plays Agatha on The Walking Dead, and um, so we had this really great conversation, and um, it's actually a two-part conversation because part of it is now and part of it's for later. Um, but I got struck with a huge, huge sinus infection, and it made me... Uh, I, it wasn't even a sinus infection. I'm not going to get into the details of it. I don't know what it was. I wasn't sick. That was the, That was the weirdest part. I wasn't sick. I just couldn't breathe through my nose for like four days. And, uh, so this is like the first day I've been able to just breathe normally. Um, everything else was fine. And so it was just, it was just really weird, but it made me sound like I was talking. Um, I, I, it just, it didn't, it didn't sound very podcast like. So, um, so I wasn't able to get this out as quickly as I'd wanted to, but the upside, you know, cause we're always about silver linings over here at the Undead Walking Podcast, the upside, the upside to that is that I, uh, you won't have to wait too long because I have the second episode ready to go after tomorrow's episode airs. So, um, so you'll get to hear the whole interview with Lori Fortier, and there's some really cool stuff in there, um, some behind the scenes stuff in, especially in the second part that uh, you will not want to miss. So, definitely uh, check that out. So, you thank you for being patient because you won't have to wait for it. Um, so yeah, so it's it's Saturday, and I'm still so confused about what's going on with uh, these air dates. It's it's really hard to to manage, um, you know. And it, and it sounds you know it sounds very, uh, it sounds weird because you know I know, uh, it's there's a lot of things behind the people who, you know, who screen episodes and, and we're not even allowed to talk about screeners anymore. So, um, it's not even about screeners anymore. It's just this AMC plus thing just makes it really confusing because being that it's Saturday right now, um, there are some people who, you know, I'm still thinking about last week's episode that aired on Sunday, which would be Atron part two. Um, but that day, a lot of people were able to see episode 1103 if you subscribe to AMC+. And then the people who don't have AMC+, Plus are going to be seeing that tomorrow, uh, 1103 tomorrow. And then they're going to have, you know, AMC+, Plus is going to have a new episode at midnight tonight. So there's just too many episodes floating around. And it's hard to keep track of what happens in each episode because these episodes, there's so much to them. And so it, it just, it's really hard. And, you know, I, I'm actually personally very happy not to have to talk about the, the screeners anymore. And I'm just going to go on record to say that I, I agree with AMC's move that they're kind of limiting how people talk about screeners. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I think what tends to happen is that the conversations become something more than just talking about episodes and getting people 
you know, giving people insight uh, to the episodes, you know, a preview or whatever. Um, I've said this before, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll say it here just, you know, briefly that, you know, the whole purpose of screeners is not for bragging rights. It's, it's to do your job. So, you know, in this case, if I was going to do an interview, let's say, about 1104, then I need to see that episode before I interview the people that I'm talking to. So you need to have screeners. So, you know, AMC plus aside, you know, so this week, for example, great, here's a good example. So this week, I uh, I actually talked with Nadia Hilker and Angel Theory about 1103. I had that conversation earlier this week, and um, because I had seen the episode, but I had seen the episode, you know, because AMC Plus exists. So it's kind of a weird, you know, it's weird, but that's, you know, the purpose of screeners is not to uh, separate people and, and give people bragging rights and clout and whatever. I mean, it's, it's about doing the job. So you can do your interviews and have them ready for when they need to go. And, and you can do your reviews and you can do your, you know, do things that need to be done in advance. And, um, you know, once upon a time, when screeners weren't available or weren't being given to people, like when I used to do recaps for Undead Walking, I would do those live. So if you can imagine typing, you know, live tweeting is very similar, but typing a recap of an episode as it's airing, not able to stop it, not able to pause it, you just go. Um, it's, it's daunting. And um, so screeners, you know, make that easier. And so, you know, I appreciate screeners, um, you know, as a tool, but I think that, you know, it, it, there are issues with secrets. I mean, I, you guys know me, I don't, I don't do spoilers. And this, geez, this past week, I just watched the entire season six of Lucifer that comes out next week. I just watched that. I just watched, uh, I've had Titans, uh, screeners for weeks now. Um, you know, obviously the, all of the walking dead stuff that I have, but, um, you know, the thing about the thing about those Lucifer screeners is that I was able to have a conversation about in detailed episode, you know, discussions with the showrunners. And that's going to be coming, that interview is going to be coming this, this Thursday, which I know is not, you know, a walking dead thing, but it's just an example. Like I couldn't have had the conversation I had about specific things that happen across the season if I hadn't had those episodes. So that meant I had to sit down and watch 10 hours of television. And again, do not mistake, <laughs> do not mistake me as uh, as complaining. I love what I do. And you, and I think if you followed me long enough, you know that I love what I do. So I'm not complaining. It's more of just, I want to make sure that everybody understands that, you know, there's, there are reasons for these things. And I think that sometimes they become, uh, you know, things, things turn into other things. And, you know, so I, I'm not too bothered that we can't, you know, talk about episodes early. I think it's actually better that way. Um, you know, no one, I, I don't like stirring pots and, and I, that's not, it's not my thing. Um, but it's just, it, it's just confusing. The whole reason I bring it up is because I don't know what episode we're talking about. I've, I've now, I've got three episodes in my head and it's just, it's so hard to figure out what we're talking about. But 
I think we're all on the same page on that. And I think it's just, it's, it's just something we have to adapt to. But for the purposes of, of my interview this week with Lori Fortier, I think it's just, it, the reason I bring it up now is because it's really, um, you know, as we were talking earlier this week, it was like, okay, we're going to talk about this episode. We're going to talk about this past week's episode so that we could have, you know, a spoiler-free conversation about uh, Acheron Part 1 and Acheron Part 2. And by then, everybody had seen it. So that makes, you know, that makes sense. I'm holding the second part of our conversation for after uh, this week's episode airs. And so after 11.03, and I have to, I'm holding that until after the episode itself airs, not, you know, AMC Plus. So the, you know, the, the tricky part of this is that a lot of people saw 11.03 last Sunday. So they're going to be sitting around going, well, I know, you know, I, I, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about what happens in this episode. And it's like, well, you know, we can't really do that. So it's, it's just, it's challenging, but you know, we, uh, we will make the best of it as, as we can. So since we last spoke, I, um, I received a package in the mail and I just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit more about something that I mentioned uh, last week and that is the partnership that The Walking Dead has with Sexton Single Malt Whiskey. Uh, this is, it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a huge fan of uh, subscription boxes and getting things like I like mystery boxes when we go to, to conventions. Like I like stuff like that. I like when people send, you know, curated boxes of stuff. And um, so when the, the folks at Sexton reached out and said, hey, we want to send you this box so you can sample it. You know, we have this partnership with Cocktail Courier so they can send it to you and uh, they can you know deliver everything you need. I was like, hey, yeah, let's let's do it. You know, and, and in full disclosure, I don't drink, so I get to play bartender, which is even more fun for me because I don't know, like science, it's like chemistry, and I get into that. So uh, God bless my brother-in-law for being a very good sport and letting me um, play bartender. But uh, this box, I have to say, it, it arrived. It, it arrived in beautiful condition. It was packed really nicely. It had everything you can imagine. Um, but, uh, you know, then they have different different varieties. This particular pack, it arrives with a bottle of uh, the Sexton Single Malt Whiskey. And it has Campari. It has blood orange syrup. It has bitters. And uh, it's got the little, you know, black salt. It's got everything. And, and it also has a shaker. And there was, a, uh, there was you know, glasses in there. And uh, there was also uh, the grapefruits because you need grapefruits. And so you, you it, it makes some... Um, you know, so they, they give you this in, this instructional card that explains how to make a single cocktail. Um, it's called a Live for Today. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really fun. And what I like about it is that you get to make a new drink that you may or may not be familiar with. But it gives you everything that you can possibly need to do it. And I think that's really neat. And, and for Walking Dead fans, it's fun because, you know, some of the stuff's branded and, and um, you know, I, I don't know the details specifically about what you can get through Cocktail Courier, if there's other stuff that's in there, if there's branded materials in there. But, uh, you know, this, so this partnership is, is pretty cool. It also comes with a, uh, a 
QR code that you can scan and it actually gives you uh, exclusive content that was created and it, you know, features characters from the show and, uh, you know, discount codes and behind the scenes content and, you know, just a bunch of stuff. And so it's, it's fun. And, and when you think about what's going on, you know, with, uh, with Coleman Domingo, he has bottomless brunch with Coleman Domingo. It's kind of fun to think, you know, if, if you're into making fun drinks, if you have, you know, if you're, if you're the adventurous type and you like to do fun stuff like that, um, you know, it's, it's a cool way to get to know different drinks and, and find different things to, to do, but you don't have to go and find all of the individual ingredients. It all comes to you. And um, so I just want to thank the folks over at uh, Sexton Single Malt Whiskey and Cocktail Courier because this is a really cool thing. And so I definitely, uh, definitely urge you to check out everything. They even have tutorials. I mean, it was just, it was really neat. And so you can, you can find them online, Sexton Whiskey, uh, CocktailCourier.com. And uh, yeah, definitely check them out. So, um, you know, we're not we don't have a partnership with them. It's not an ad. I'm just, I think it's cool. So, you know, check them out. Uh, so that brings me to our interview. So for fans who have been watching the first couple episodes of season 11, um, we've gotten to meet a couple of, of different people in Maggie's group. And uh, they, they arrived in Alexandria behind Maggie and she was very happy to see them. And obviously Herschel was very glad to see them too. Uh, and this is the group that ended up going into the tunnels, into the subway tunnels in Acheron part one and part two. And, uh, so one of the members of the group is Agatha and Agatha is a badass fighter warrior woman who, um, you know, you can definitely see why she and, and, and Maggie get along so well. And, uh, Agatha is played by Lori Fortier. And I was fortunate enough to have a conversation with Lori about how she came onto the show and her background with the show and, uh, you know, just some of the experiences that she that she had while she was there. And it's really fun when you have someone who is new to the universe, uh, you know, and hearing their experiences, you know, firsthand. So I really think you're going to enjoy this interview. And like I said, this is part one of my interview with her. Part two is going to be coming tomorrow. Um, after the episode airs and it's already recorded. So you don't have to worry about me getting sick again or anything like that. It's already done. It's going to be there. So, uh, you know, just make sure you check it out. So with that, I'm going to cut over and, and please enjoy this interview with Lori Fortier. All right. Today, my guest is Lori Fortier and she is the she brings Agatha to life on The Walking Dead, and um, we met her in the season premiere, and uh, she's part of Maggie's group, and it's been so much fun over these past two episodes to get to know her more, but as with everything in The Walking Dead, we don't get a lot of time to meet with her because they're in the middle of, of just craziness, and so Lori, welcome so much to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah Beth. I, I really am excited to be here and speak with you today. Thank you so much. And, you know, I, I've, uh, so I've been a fan of the show forever. Um, when did you first start watching The Walking Dead? Okay, so here's the funny thing about that. When I booked it, I had actually never seen an episode. However, I knew that, you know, I knew it was like this critically acclaimed show and I had heard all kinds of things about it. All my friends watched it. 
Um, but when I booked the job, I, as I said, I had never seen an episode. So um, rather than go and binge, <laughs> I just basically locked myself in a room and I, um, for my prep work, I like researched like just a ton. Who's this character? What are their relationships to one another? And um, when I was done with the job, I then binged the entire the entire 10 you know 10 seasons um afterwards so i have i have recently finished watching up until where we are today this past summer i pretty much got caught up oh i love that you know what's funny and and i this this i'll have to start keeping track of this because it's it's really interesting i've heard that from more actors than than not like they're it's very rare to have uh to, to have people who star on any of the shows across the universe um they tend to not be there are more people who are not fans going into it and then become fans as a result of being on it but they go in kind of blank slate and and do it a fantastic job and then watch afterwards and it's it's so fascinating to hear that but it's it's so much more common than I think people realize yeah and it's thank god because to be honest if if I had watched the show and then I had gotten on the set I would have completely fangirled out on all of the characters <laughs> and it would have been much harder to do the work so yeah I think that my method was um was was good on this particular job <laughs> So, I mean, so having said that, what was that, what was it like when you, when you actually got through the episodes and then you realized kind of the, you know, you're in some intent, you're in the middle of, of some of the most intense scenes that we've seen in a while because Maggie's coming back and she's encountering Megan and now they're on this mission together. And Agatha's just got this front row seat to, oh, to all yeah. of this, but yeah. she knows exactly what you know, like that's, that's what's so cool about the way that the writers kind of introduced your, your little group is that they all knew exactly. I mean, they're like, is that him? Like, is that, you know, that the guy like, yeah. so that, I mean, that must be really interesting to kind of get all of the context after the fact. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and how the writers intended it was that Maggie had been away in this town of Meridian. And, and that's where she met us. And so we spent a lot of time with her and um, be, formed a relationship with her as she did with us, her and Herschel. You know, we, ca we cared for her. We looked after her and she taught us things as well. Um, and so, yeah, so even though it, it, we were sort of like new to the show, it definitely did from the inside feel as though we had had a history with, um, with Maggie. That's so neat. And so, so what was, I mean, as, you know, as someone who was, who was, um, well, let, let me go back. Let me go back to, before we get into the episodes and, and, and to, uh, you know, to just these past two episodes, which have been just mind boggling. Um, how did you get involved with the show? How, what, how was, you know, how was it pitched to you and what did you know coming into it? Did you know it was the show's final season? Did you kind of, you know, did they, did they pick it like no, it's that so funny. No, I, um, it, it was just an audition that, that came through and I knew it was for the walking dead and, um, I had dummy sides, however. So I, all the characters names were changed 
and as was the storyline a little bit. Um, so I self-taped, which, I, you know, as you probably know now with, as a result of COVID actors, um, we put ourselves on tape for these auditions. So, you know, I set up my camera um, in my bedroom and um, I didn't have my reader that day. So I, well, I didn't have her in person, <laughs> but I um, FaceTimed with her. So she read the other lines and, you know, I, 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 I immediately connected with Agatha in the sense of like her warrior spirit, which I, I loved. And so I just made some some choices and I felt really good about it. And then I sent my tape off and I forgot about it. And then a week later, my uh, agent called and said that um, they, they wanted me. And I said, well, this is great. Um, how many other people like am I up against? <laughs> and he said, no, you're the only choice. And I thought, okay, you know, he said, you know, we've got to get AMC's got to approve it. And I thought, okay, well, this will, this will take forever. And then like within two hours, they're like, okay, great. And we made the deal and, uh, and that was it. Um, it wasn't, you know, again, because of COVID, they don't um, give you any information until they have that first negative test. So I was kind of like on a need to know basis. I, I said yes to it, not really knowing much more about um, the storyline, the character. I was really only going off of the sides that I had. And as I said before, the idea of playing this like warrior badass was like super cool. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm walking dead, playing a badass, I'm in. Um, so um, yeah, so it, it wasn't until maybe a couple weeks later that I had sort of put it together. This was the final season and um, everybody was, you know, obviously excited about it. We had a table read and um, with all the cast and that's where I kind of got to virtually meet everybody. Um, yeah, it was really exciting to be a part of this final season. I have to say, very honored. And what's neat too, is that you had a chance. I mean, I just, I, I love how even with COVID, you were able to, to get to see everybody and to be, you know, to be around everybody, but you were able to, to film in some of these kind of iconic locations. I mean, you were in Alexandria uh, and then um, by all accounts, everybody's talking about this, the subway set that just looks creepier than hell. I mean, it's just, if you're claustrophobic, it just looks like it's just a nightmare in there. But uh -huh. what was that like, you know, like when you were able to finally get to set and, and kind of realize like, okay, I'm here and there's like, there's walkers and there's, you know, the people yeah. in makeup. But that's, that's always, I've been to set a couple of times. And I have to say, like, even when you know that they're not real, there's still yeah. that visceral, like, oh my God, like that is <laughs> just total credit to the, to the FX crew, because they, they sell it even when you know that they're not real, you think they are for just a brief second. And then they do something totally normal, like, yeah. you know, go drink a Coke and you're like, Grab okay. a donut. <laughs> yeah, or like, I, I actually took a picture of one, um, one of the walkers, you know, in between takes, just like looking at his cell phone, like with sort of like his hand <laughs> on his hip, like looking at it, like, you know, scrolling his cell phone. But um, yeah, you know, it's true now, like, I didn't binge the show in my prep work, but I had gone back and watched key episodes. 
So maybe a handful, right? And so I did have a sense of like Alexandria. Um, so day one, we kind of shot the series, this the episode in order, in story order. And so day one was um was the was the Alexandria set. And so the entire cast was there. And you know, I just remember walking onto that set. Oh, it was it's so impressive. <laughs> it's it's so like detailed and the production design and the art department, like every single like square foot of it is, it's so, uh, it was incredible. It was incredible. And, you know, obviously it's a, it's a large crew. So it was, um, you know, overwhelming, but in an exciting way. And uh, I was just so excited to be there. Um, and then we got into the subway stuff which they, I believe, had um, bought like an old tannery warehouse about, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes outside of Sonoya in a town called Griffin. And they um, converted it. They totally turned it into this subway uh, tunnel. And, um, you know, it just, it was so, uh, so cool. It really, it really was so cool. Um, that part was was not claustrophobic. The part that was then claustrophobic was then we moved to the soundstage where they had actually built the interior of the subway. And yeah, getting, you know, getting inside there, there was, you know, we're a big cast. There was like 10 or 12 of us. I can't remember at that point how many, but um, it definitely added to the tension that um, that unfolded as the episode unfolded between Maggie and, and Megan and just between, you know, after with Gage, um, it, it definitely helps create that um, tension. And, you know, throughout the episode, there's, you know, like I said before, there's that, that underlying, like before you even went on this adventure, there was the underlying tension between Maggie and, and Megan. So, as you're in that, you know, I'm thinking of, of the scene where Maggie's telling the story and, you know, it sounds like it, it, the group that she was traveling with would, you know, might, might know what she's talking about, but maybe you didn't, maybe Agatha wasn't privy to that, you know, the story that she's telling, but could you talk a little bit about, um, you know, filming, filming those scenes when you have, you know, you're, you're losing gauge and you know being in the middle of this 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 fight but then you know these these quieter moments but you know that the, where you know Lauren Cohan's delivering this this incredible uh performance with this the story of what you know why she, she's become the way she is and what what were those moments like well first of all Lauren is a incredibly talented actress so she really just delivered all of those essentially monologues just so effortlessly and um and she's just lovely i really got along with her um we bonded she's like my sister um which also too was in a way very much like the characters that we played um but yes i think you mentioned like this you know the scene with gage um yeah, they were, there were some intense moments between Maggie and Negan. And obviously when um, Gage is trying to get back in the car and she 
you know, I love that moment in the story. And she basically says no, because at the end of the day, um, what it's really, the story is really about is the greater good. And, you know, it's, it's basically an eat or, or be eaten world that we're living in. And she is a survivor and she, she's like this episode, we, these two episodes, you know, we see a different side of Maggie. We see a sort of more like Agatha, more like warrior side of her where she's, she, she's focused, she's only focused on surviving and food. And we have to like, you know, we have to s- save the group. We, we've got to, you know, we've got to survive. So, um, so yeah, that was, that it's, it was cool to see her character in, you know, from what I had known of her character in previous seasons and episodes to like transform into that. And um, yeah. Um, what else did I want to say? Go on. Ask. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, this is, I mean, it's just, it's so, I, I love listening to these stories, but, you know, but one thing that stands out, you know, cause I, I've, I've seen across social media since, uh, since Sunday's episode aired, uh, you know, there's, there's now, you know, did Maggie make the right decision or should she have tried to save Gage? And, you know, it's such a loaded question, but you know, you've, you have referred to Agatha as this, you know, this badass warrior, which she is. Mm-hmm. And she's also been through a lot of the same, you know, the same things that Maggie has. Where would you fall on that spectrum? I mean, it, in terms of looking at what, you know, because you've been like, Agatha has been with Maggie this whole time, whereas she hasn't, you know, she hasn't been with her friends for, you know, years at this point. So <clears throat> she's a, a very different person. Where do you fall on that spectrum of you know, looking at what Maggie is doing and, and, um, you know, did she make the right decision with Gage? Is she, do you think her head, you know, knowing who Negan is, you know, now, you know, reflecting back on, on who Negan is to her, um, and then kind of based on where Agatha, you know, perceives him, do you, how do you view all of the, you know, all of those things? Do you think that Maggie's doing the right thing? Or do you think that maybe she is a little, um, you know, maybe there's a little too much, too much going on that, that might be distracting her from making better decisions. Assuming that, you know, like I said, it's, it's kind of, it's such a, it's one of those volatile things that will live on that those moments in the Walking Dead canon where people are like, did she do the right thing? Did she not do the right thing? Is she, you know, Mm. is her head in the game? Is her head not in the game? And it's, it's hard because there's so much, it's, it's a loaded question. Right. Yeah. I definitely think that my, my point of view, Agatha's point of view is she absolutely had no other choice. She, she had to, because, you know, if we had let Gage into the car, we would have been consumed with walkers. And at that point we had run out of ammo. And um, so again, it's this sense of like, you know, eat or be eaten. And she, she's her, she's so focused on her mission, which is to get food, to bring it back to Herschel and every, you know, and the rest of the community for survival. Like, so that's her goal is clear. And I mean, to me, it seems like a no brainer. She had absolutely no other choice. Um, But uh, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, women, women are, resilient and um 
it's it's cool to see her character in this in this um you know in this way like i say that we haven't seen from maggie but she is changed and the things that she saw in meridian were you know horrific and she has that line where she says she tells the story of those like creature like walkers that I mean, it's so graphic <laughs> the way it's written, like sort of like legless, um, but still alive. And there was something inside of them. And then I forget who she's telling, but she's like, I'm telling you this now and it doesn't even bother me, you know? But again, it's it's all about saving, saving. It's the greater good. You, you do it for the community. And yeah, Agatha very much is the same. That's yeah. They, that 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 would, that would be my perception of it too. That that Agatha would be behind her, and that's that's what I love about the way they introduced this uh, introduced her group is that you can tell, um, you know, through the way that the stories are written and the way that 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 the actors performed, that you know they've been through a lot together, and they're they're a little family unit in themselves. You know, we're so used to this, you know, larger. Uh, you know, the group of survivors that, that we've been following, but, you know, there are these other pockets and you really see that, that camaraderie and that, that family unit sense from Agatha and the, you know, and, and the other group, other group members. So to lose somebody is not easy, but yeah, I mean, Maggie is looking out for the, the greater good and it's, it's never an easy decision. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, there's, you've got to cut your losses, you, you know, there's a, there's a hole in the boat, you know, you, do you want people to sink or um, the boat to sink? Do you want people to die? Or are you going to, you know, fix, fix the hole? I mean, in a sense, um, well, I don't want to say that, but, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yes, yes. It's uh <laughs> It's interesting. <laughs> no, it certainly is. It certainly is. And and I have to say, it's just been, it was so much fun watching that episode, you know, the, the first two episodes play out because they've been so, um, you know, it feels like it's been forever. Like, even though we've had some new episodes of The Walking Dead this year, it just feels like it's just been, you know, too long. And so to have these episodes and to, uh, you know, to, to have the show back has just been so much fun. So, um, mm. Yeah. And again, I do think it's fun for the, for the fans to see Maggie in this different dynamic with Megan, you know, I mean, cause you have to ask yourself, like, I mean, she hands him the gun in the subway, which is interesting. It's an interesting moment that they have where after we're done fighting the walkers in that subway and she turns and looks him in the eye and hands him the gun, you know? I think at the end of the day, it's like you're stronger and she could easily kill him at any point, but you know, you're, well, you know, you're, you're stronger in numbers. So I think, you know, we need him. He's, he's, you know, we need him, but at any moment, if he crosses the line, the wardens will, you know, will kill him. So it's like, Hey, just say the word Maggie and um, just say the word and he's dead. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I have to say that, you know, with, you could even have, even if there weren't walkers in the dark subway with all of the creepiness happening, there would be enough, enough drama just with the tension alone between these characters to make it just absolutely riveting. So you add in all that other stuff and it's just like, 
I, I don't even know. <laughs> There's just so much packed into these episodes. Yeah, it's it's true. But it's just hard to believe how amazing the story is. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, true. So why don't we're gonna do this um, to everybody listening? We're uh, we're gonna keep going with this conversation, but we're going to cut our conversation in half because, as everybody knows, there's this crazy AMC Plus situation going on right now, where some people have seen what what's happening next week, uh, next week being uh, 11.03 and beyond. And then in access out, it'll actually be, God, by Sunday, it'll be 11.04 for AMC plus. It's so hard to keep track. So, um, so we're gonna, we kept our conversation this way kind of intentionally, and then we're gonna, we're gonna split this up. And so we're gonna, we're gonna jump off and we're gonna cut our conversation here. And then we're going to continue it. So we're going to, this, this conversation is to be continued next week. But for now, I do want to thank Lori for being my guest this week and for coming back and finishing up this conversation next week. And uh, yeah, there's still a whole lot, a whole lot more to talk about. Okay, cool. Thank you, Sarah Beth. All right, we're back. And I hope you enjoyed that. I mean, it's, it's so much fun to listen to, um, you know, like I said before, I, I think it's really fun when you listen to people who are new to the universe, you know, and obviously she's now a fan of the show and, and a member of the of the universe, but it's really fun to, to know like what her preparation was and the fact that uh, that she hadn't watched the show uh, prior to signing on. I think that's really interesting, but it's, it's actually not very uncommon. It's actually more common than you would think. Um, it's rare when actual fans of the show are cast on the show. It's usually quite the opposite, and you hear that a lot with members of uh, the other casts. So uh, Fear the Walking Dead and, and Walking Dead World Beyond, a lot of those actors had never watched The Walking Dead prior to starting their own series or starting on the other series because uh, it allows them to kind of come from an organic place when it comes to um, to filming the show. So. Um, so it's not unusual, but it's always just fun to hear that journey and, and hear, you know, hear how it all came about. So I am going to, uh, to end this here because I think really you're going to want to hear what happens in the next half of the interview. And, and that's not a, uh, <laughs> that's not a, um, a, a, a bait thing that I, you know, you, I think you're really going to want to hear what happens and hear how, you know, here's some of the stuff. There's some stuff in there that she shares that, um, that I think everybody's going to be talking about after, um, 11.03 airs. So, um, so yeah, just, uh, I'm, I hope you enjoyed part one and look forward to catching up with you after part two of my interview with Lori Fortier. So thank you so much for joining me. And uh, remember as always to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave comments, send me questions at Sarah Beth Pollock. If you have any questions or things that you want me to talk about on the podcast and, um, Yeah, so thank you so much. And as always, I want to remind you to stay safe, wash your hands, and always watch out for those walkers. Thanks, everybody.